We are all the product of our experiences. Everything we've known up to this very moment that you're sitting in this chapel, this church, this morning. So think about your experience in life. Every one of us in here has had good experiences, but we've also probably had some difficult or painful experiences, things that have perhaps challenged us to our core. We've had experiences that have affected how we see the world, how we see life, how we understand one another, how we see good and evil in the world. There are experiences that affect how we deal in love and compassion and forgiveness and all the other kinds of emotions or ways of expressing ourselves. Some experiences in our life remain with us no matter how long ago they took place as if they happened yesterday. And ultimately, I believe those experiences affect how we see God, how we understand God in our lives. And perhaps, having gone through life to some particular age that we are, we have, in a sense, shaped or changed some of those ways that we see God because, again, we've had other kinds of experiences. But it all affects. I share that with you because of an experience in my life. And it happened a very long time ago. I was four years old. It's probably one of the first things I remember. My dad was career military. And we were stationed in Columbus at Fort Benning. We lived in quarters on the post. And I was outside playing. I remember that. I, I'm telling you, here I am, 71 years old. I can see this as if it happened yesterday. I'm outside playing in the front yard with another little guy. I remember we had our tricycles riding around. And in the course of our playing together, and again, I'm speaking now in more adult language, but it's what happened. In the course of our playing together, that little guy I was playing with said to me, your parents don't love you, you don't belong to them. And I remember looking at him and just standing there looking, can't tell you how long or what, but he said it again in his little four-year-old way, your parents don't love you, you don't belong to them. And at the moment, the next time he said that, I remember I started crying. And I actually started screaming. And I ran to our quarters, I ran to our house, and I ran in. And I can see my mom as visibly as if it was yesterday. She was 29 years old at that time. She was standing in the kitchen talking to another lady. I think it was this little boy's mom. And I remember running up to her and looking at her, and of course I'm a little guy and she's up there, and screaming and crying and saying, I'm not yours, you don't love me? And she said, what? I said, I'm not yours, you don't love me? Again, I'm paraphrasing some of these things. And at that moment, the other lady left and my mom took me into the living room. And I don't know how long it was, but eventually my dad 
came home to the house, to our place. And I remember being in the living room, sitting on the sofa with them. And it was at that moment that mom and dad shared with me this. Again, paraphrasing. They said, Fred, we love you very much. And you are ours. You are our son. And then they went on to explain to me. They said, but we want you to know this. We didn't have you. We chose you. You're adopted. And I didn't understand at that moment exactly what they meant. But this is what I knew. And I would later come to understand because they bought me a little book that was published starting in the 50s and as I think continued to be published called The Chosen One. It's about being adopted as a child. And I remember reading that book again and again and what comfort it brought me. But what I remember most is this. Even at 71, my parents putting their arms around me and telling me how much they loved me and how much I was theirs. And that experience, 67 years ago, still affects me now, you can see. And that experience that I had, I think, made some difference in how I saw life and how I saw God in my life and how I've understood God throughout my life. Now, I share that with you because in the scripture today, we have people talking to us about the experience of God. The first reading, Isaiah. Isaiah, as we know, is a prophet to Israel. He's come not as a prophet of doom, but a prophet of hope. And he comes speaking to an Israel that is scattered, that has been conquered. And he comes speaking to them of the hope that he has, that God has in them, and not only the hope, but the love. Reminding them even in their fear and their feeling lost and their being separated and their being scattered and they're no longer knowing the land they once know and the destruction of their temple, that it is not the end, that God has not abandoned them. God is with them. And so he speaks of images, of a great banquet. He speaks of the holy mountain. But the bottom line is this. Don't give up. Don't give up. God is there. God is with you. Or I think of Paul today in the second reading in Philippians, who speaks and says that and God will supply whatever we need. Not whatever we want, but God will supply whatever we need. And this man, Paul, who again we heard of last week, who was imprisoned, who was, who was beaten, who was everything done to him because he would not stop preaching the name of Christ, that even in the midst of that, he still found strength and he still found the hope and he knew that God was there even as he went through his struggles. And he wanted to remind the community in Philippi for them not to lose hope, for them not to give up, for them not to spare, for them not to get stuck and think that God had abandoned them in any way, 
that God would give to them ultimately what they needed. Again, not what they wanted, but what they needed, that God would bless them in abundance. And finally, of course, we have Jesus. It is a powerful image, again, of a banquet. Jesus who speaks and speaks in a parable and speaks of this, that God is inviting us into his life, that God is inviting us to come to the feast, that God is the gracious God who calls us to walk with him. But we have to accept that invitation, not just once, but every single day. And that this invitation of God is an invitation freely given. It doesn't mean, as we hear at the end of the gospel today, that sometimes it's been confusing to people, that we have no responsibility. Our responsibility is our response to God, but God is there welcoming us, calling us in, calling us to himself. These are all people who speak out of their own experience. Isaiah, Paul, and of course Jesus, who we believe is our Lord who speak to us of the opportunities we have to walk with the Lord and how we are called in the experiences of our lives, even in the challenging experiences, to see where God is not far from us, rather God is close. Today, my brothers and sisters, as we pray then again with one another, I invite you to think, your experiences. You are everything that you have experienced up to this point. The joys and the sorrows, the good and the not so good, the challenges and the successes. In your experiences, in your life, how have you come to know God? How are you coming to know God? In your life, in your experiences, even in the challenging and painful ones? Are you seeing and seeking that God who loves you with everything in God's being, who loves you and invites you in turn to love him, to love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength? God speaks to us through one another. How do we see the face of God? Amen.